What's up, guys? I want to tell you a story. There's this um, thing that I tell when I talk to elementary school kids of how I was in the fourth grade and there was this uh, chick named Marsha. Yes, Marsha, not Brady, that I had a crush on. And oh my gosh, you know how it goes. First crush, that kind of thing. Awkward, really awkward. Don't really know how to talk to her, all that kind of deal, right? So my teacher there, uh, Miss Gresham, wherever you are in the world, made it a point at the beginning of the year to be like, hey, if any of y'all get any little girlfriend or boyfriends, just don't be passing any notes in my class. So, yeah, so that's sort of the deal. Well, we get a couple of months into the school year and thinking, you know what? I can slide a note past Mr. Gresham, you know, this uh, this will work out good. So I passed the note to Marsha. Long story short, instead of passing the note directly to her, I put it under her dad under her desk on top of her books at the end of the day, so that she'll find it first thing in the morning the next day. And oh, talk about a failed plan. What happened was is every once in a while in our classroom, Miss Gresham would decide that we would switch desk and that we would have a different desk. And that was one of the days that we changed desk. So instead of Marsha going to the desk, there was a kid named DeWarren go to the desk. And uh, <laughs> DeWarren found the note. Apparently he stood up and read the note in front of the entire class while Marsha was listening. And I'm not really sure how things went after that, but I know it wasn't good because I checked in school. I had a dentist appointment or something, so I checked in school like a couple hours late that day. And uh, Marsha was gone. She was nowhere to be found. And as soon as I walked in the class, like everyone started um, like laughing under their breath and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, what's going on? You know, what's so awkward here? And I looked around and I noticed Marsha was nowhere to be found. And DeWarren just looked at me and dude was rolling. I mean, he was just right. He couldn't contain himself. Finally, somebody told me what had happened and I thought, oh no, this is horrible. Um, so true story, Marsha actually never came back to school. She was gone, <laughs> I have no idea. Who knows where she is this day. Um, so there was this kid who was there for me and the kid's name um, was Freddie. And Freddie came to me at lunchtime. He sat with me, he hung out with me. Uh, he was the only one that would hang out with me. He did the same thing at like PE recess or whatever, right? Freddie hung out with me. and. When we're out at PE, I'm like, Freddie, why are you being so nice to me? Now, here's what you got to understand about Freddie. Freddie was in a house fire when he was a baby, when he was very little. And Freddie had several surgeries over the course of his lifetime to correct what had been burned. And Freddie's like, man, I know exactly how you feel. I've been there. People make fun of me all the time. People, you know, I mean, it was still visible what was going on. You could, like, on his face and stuff, on his arms. Like, Freddie never wore shorts because his legs were still badly, like, disfigured and stuff. His skin was, you know, and the skin grafts some took, some didn't. And um, Freddie was a friend for me that day, and he was there for me. Fast forward two years 
now check that three years to seventh grade and we're in seventh grade and I'll tell you what I'm gonna stop this one here because these audio things only go to five minutes um, and I'm gonna start up another one in just a second all right so inner seventh grade things changed a little bit in middle school <laughs> you guys know I mean seventh grade versus fourth grade it's just completely different we were all kind of still together we were all still friends um, we grew up at this time you you know you had your kids who were listening to like some of my friends that started listening to um, alternative rock whatever that was if you've ever heard of Nirvana yes um, you had your kids listen to rap music. Yes, I was one of them. And country music. I was one of those too. I can't stand country music now. Just FYI. So, you still got this kid, Freddie. And Freddie and I were still friends. And still has the scars on his face. And, I mean, by this time I'd heard some of it. I mean, pizza face and... Um, there was this, there was this uh, movie out at the time. It was Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger, if you're familiar with that. And so, I mean, people would just really harass the mess out of this guy. Sometimes I would go to the mall with Freddy on the weekends, and we'd just hang out and walk and stuff. Man, the stuff that I heard people call him, yeah, um, it, it was it's not good. It's just not good. And. It was tough, man. I mean, really, it was tough because I I never I never really experienced anything that like like that before. And of course, there was an incident in fourth grade with a girl, but I mean that kind of thing happens. What Freddie got was it was ongoing. It was like continuous. It would never. It would like never freaking stop. At the last day of school. Our seventh grade year, we had this thing called field day. You're you're out of class most of the time. You just hang out. There's like cotton candy and popcorn and cokes and stuff like that. And you just play and just goof off and you can do games and different things like that. Well, last day of school is like right before the bells supposed to ring for us to get out. We're setting up in the top of the bleachers in the gymnasium. And like a bunch of folks playing basketball and different things like that. I think there's like music going or I don't know something. And Freddie pulls out a gun. In school, seventh grade, Freddie pulls a gun. What do you do? It was a little small caliber handheld thing. Um, pulls it out and he's like you know I'm about to take care of some of these people who keep on messing with me and I'm I'm like I mean I'm seventh grade man I'm like um, what do you do our basketball coach was standing by the door and and was like hey Freddie let's just walk outside for a minute let's just uh, man let's just get a breath let's just let's just breathe for a minute and we go outside and on my way outside I like tugged on my basketball coach's shirt and just kind of looked at him like dude you really need to go where I'm going and coach followed us outside and 
I kind of looked at Coach and was like, man, you really need to talk to Freddie. And Coach talked to him, and they went to the office. Now, that was the last time I'd ever seen Freddie. I never saw him come back after that. I, I really I don't know what happened. I, I hope, um, I trust at least that he got the help that he needed to get. But what would you do if you're in that situation? I mean, this stuff that we see on the news, I mean, it's not, it's not distant, man. I've been to that community in Florida where that school got shot up this week and those 17 kids got killed. I mean, coaches and teachers and stuff too. I was watching some of the live video from within the school as it was going on, listening to the gunshots ring out. There was one image I hesitate to share it, but I will. I mean, it's a student laying there in the floor, clearly shot, and it's, the kid holding the video camera is just frozen. Come back to this in part three. Guys, the truth is, is life will, will most definitely be the hardest thing that you ever do. I'm going to tell you, I never understood why people who, I mean, truth be told, they feel in fear anyway. I mean, people who make fun and pick on others and stuff like that, I mean, they only do it out of a sense of their own and a feeling of inadequacy and inferiority. That's just the truth. I mean, believe me, I've got haters in my life. I mean, they're... I mean, just this past week, I heard rumors about me that I'm like, really? And and who who only knows where it comes from? And, like, the truth is, as an almost 40-year-old man, I don't care. I don't care what others, what others say. But I get it, man. I get it. You're in middle school. You're in high school. You're, what, college, whatever. And you're, you know, you're trying to figure out how to fit in. You're trying to figure out how to be accepted by your peer group. And there's just one person in there that just really stirs the pot and they do it at your expense. Like they try to make you the butt of every joke. Look, man, if you're, if you're having to deal with somebody like that or you're having to face somebody like that, may I please encourage you to reach out. Like if it's getting to you, May I please encourage you to like message, man, message me. I'm here for you. <laughs> Seriously, man, Instagram, message me, email, message me, Twitter, message me, whatever. Like, I think my cell phone's even public, right? If you look hard enough, you can probably find it too. Message me. I don't even care. Please. I don't care if you message me but I'll tell you what I do care about you and I just want you to know man you're loved and you truly are amazing even if you haven't figured out what at yet what 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 you're amazing at yet you are you're here for a purpose like there's something inside of you then the truth is guys this isn't like motivational mess 
right? This isn't motivational garbage. Like, this isn't a motivational talk. I get it that life is hard. I was in my mid-30s before I, like, planted my flag as a man in this world to just say, this is who I am, this is who I'm going to be, and this is what I'm going to do. I had a friend, he's in, he lives in Texas, and his name is Dan. And Dan, he's an older man too, right? And Dan used to tell me, Dan would say, John, it's all practice until you're 40, which personally... I really didn't like Dan telling me that because it's like, well, what is this? A waste of time. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you guys, don't like, don't let your negative self image drive you. A friend of my West says this and he puts it amazing. He says, put the victim to bed and wake the hero up instead. I can't tell you how much I love that phrase. I get it that there are people in this world different than we are. My wife teaches at a school that has, you know, people with like individual education plans, right? So there are people somewhere like on the spectrum and there's or there's something physical going on or there's something mental going on or there's like something, right, going on. Man, why can't we just love those folks who are a little different than we are? Just because people don't look exactly like us, talk exactly like us, walk exactly like us, like dress exactly like us. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all a little socially awkward. That's just the truth. At the end of the day, we all feel out of place at times. But guys, here's my like, my begging thing to you. Let's be better humans and let's do a better job of loving those around us. Please?